On today's episode of the Fight Show Podcast, all MMA talk is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. Folks, SeatGeek is the best app on the market to get the best deal on tickets for sporting events. I love using it. I love looking it up. And it's uh, the greener the bubble, the better the deal. All the fees are included from the beginning. There's no hidden fees at the end. Make sure to download SeatGeek on your mobile device or check out SeatGeek.com for the best deal in sports tickets. Let's dive into this show real quick today. We're talking about UFC Abu Dhabi. We're talking Brock Lesnar quitting. That'll be our kickoff topic. Brock Lesnar not coming back, retiring when he when he was retired. You got Stipe DC2 coming at you. Once again, like I just said, Dustin Poirier, Khabib Nurmagomedov for UFC Abu Dhabi. And then we'll dive in real quick on Canelo versus Danny Jacobs. Steven wanted to hop in and give his thoughts on the big boxing uh, non-pay-per-view. It's on the zone. The big boxing event now. They're not on pay-per-view anymore. Then we'll dive into UFC Florida. Talk about that Bellator main event. Dive into UFC Ottawa. And we will close the show with a special Combate America segment. Featuring our guy, sports guy David, a.k.a. fight guy David, who attended Combate Americas, had a great old time, did some interviews, and is going to tell us about the the super event here in L.A. It was down the street. I could not attend because I was at the Rungvisaya Estrada boxing match at the Forum. This was at the Galen Center in L.A. So, uh, David is here to tell us all about it. Guys, make sure to hit the like below if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. Make sure to hit that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Share Tell a friend because sharing is caring. Leave a rating. Leave a comment on how we can improve the show. Let's uh, let's go into the soundbite and start the show. Let's do it. Listen to DC. There's a guy that I've known for a long time. He's a wrestler. He's an All-American. He's a former UFC champion. I never thought I would fight him. But Brock Lesnar, get your ass in here! Let's talk about Brock Lesnar, Stephen. My, my, my guy, Brock Lesnar. He's my guy. All right, he's in my Fave 5. He's on my MVP list. Brock Lesnar's like, nah, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to hold up the division even though I was inactive. I'm going to retire while being inactive because I'm that much of a badass. And uh, I'm going to go to Abu Dhabi and make $5 million to wrestle Goldberg in front of a bunch of Saudi Arabians. So I, I don't know what's going on here, guys. Brock Lesnar. I, I, you know what I really think, Steven? I'm going to dive in right here right now. I think he got back in the gym and he fought somebody. He sparred. And he was like, wait a minute. I'm 41 years old. I'm in USADA. Like, I don't think fuck? this is going to happen for me. I think Daniel Cormier will just r- run a gauntlet on me. Grappling style. He'll make Black Beast Lewis. Look like uh, like he was in that fight. Steven, what do you think about Brock Lesnar bowing out of the UFC after pretty much saying, I'm coming back. This, I'm coming back. This guy came into the octagon and pushed Daniel Cormier into the fifth row. This is craziness. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, everyone kind of got screwed on this one. Um, Dana White coming out saying a couple weeks ago, oh, that fight was never... That fight was never talked about. You brought him into the ring. You tell me Brock Lesnar stormed the ring and got in there? No, that was set up by you. You were you were dangling that carrot in front of all of us and Daniel Cormier to give us that fight. And it ended up not happening. A, a little sad for Daniel Cormier. He, you know, he's a good guy. He deserved a big payday. But you know who else deserves a fight between him and Stipe a little more? Stipe. Stipe yeah. is the winningest UFC champion, heavyweight champion in history. He deserves this rematch. I agree with you. I think Brock... 
you know, started to get started to get back into training camp, started sparring a little bit. Um, I think he got probably pretty aggravated with USADA. He probably had a problem with getting off the juice. Um, by the way, we're not going to see the fight. You know, in the, in the end, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to wrestle Goldberg. Is that coming up next, Mike? That's happening. Yeah, that's happening next month in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia plays pays the the WWE a, a lot of money to go twice a year to Saudi Arabia. They they pay so much money. They get the Undertaker. They get dudes who don't even wrestle anymore to go over there and wrestle. Because uh, yeah, it's uh, whatever Saudi Arabia is doing. Maybe they're having a women's match this time. Because I believe the first time they didn't have a women's match. Because uh, I don't know if they don't want to see all that stuff. So yeah, Brock Lesnar making money. McDonald's a piece of. Brock Lesnar wanted a flat fee to fight for the UFC. This whole uh, ESPN Plus thing kind of killed viewership. It got uh, supposedly the UFC got half of the of the viewers they they expected for Poirier, Max, and uh, um, Adesanya and uh, Gaslam. So it, it Brock wanted a flat fee. They said no as well. So that's kind of contributing. That just came out today. So oh, wow. what do you think about that, Stephen? That Brock wanted a flat fee. He wanted to get paid out. It can now make sense why Connor just wants to fight Habib or somebody like that because he's got to get uh, paid out. So continue, Steve. Right. You know, that actually makes more sense. Brock's an experienced businessman. Um, all that time he spent in the UFC, he only had nine fights in the UFC, but more than half of them were title fights, it feels like. Um, you know, obviously, men a long time in WWE. He understands how the game works. He understands how pay-per-view works specifically. And this whole debacle that went down, uh, for Gaslam, Adesanya, uh, Holloway, Poirier is just not acceptable. I mean, there are so many paying customers that literally just weren't able to view the fight. You know, long-time subscribers or first-time subscribers. So Lesnar, looking at that, looking at the disaster that was, says, well, if this is going to be worth it for me, he has to know. He has to know he's a big-time underdog against a guy who ragdolls people and has way more strength in his hands at heavyweight. He has to know he's a big-time underdog. So that being said, he's just looking out for himself, trying to get that flat rate no matter what. Win, lose, or draw. This is what I want to be paid, and I will give you what I give you. I'm Brock Lesnar. There it is. So I, that's a smart move on his part. Now that we're hearing that, I mean, shit, maybe uh, maybe that played a bigger role than, say, getting off the juice or not being in the best shape, um, having poor performances against sparring partners, whatever it may be. But um, shit. Hey, that, that means uh, if that's the case and that's as big of a card as we think it might be, it probably means the book is still open for him at some point in time to come back. Juice can make 41 years old look like you're 28. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. The door is still open, apparently. Continue, Steve. Anything else on this matchup or on this on this no, Brock Lesnar lose before we talk about Steve A and DC real quick? You know, he's going to do what he wants in the end. Who knows? He might come back one day to fight someone uh, – if he gets in another condition like he did with Mark Hunt, where he's basically legally legally able to take steroids, um, that that whole thing was it was a fucking mess. But um, I I can't wait to break down this DC Stipe Miocic fight, man. I mean, the first one was already so intriguing. DC's got those that, that power in his hands at heavyweight that he just did not have at 205. I mean, he's a dangerous man, and uh, this can be a great fight. So I can't wait to break that down. I have no idea where they're gonna put it. Probably, I would imagine. We don't have a 241 headliner right now. So maybe 241, 240, somewhere around there. July, August-ish is where I'm thinking right now. But uh, shit, what do you think, man? When, when are they going to try and schedule that fight? That fight is already verbally confirmed for August 17th. Right here in Southern California. It's going down in Anaheim. 
the heavyweight championship of the world. Steve, you should see Coach Steven's face right now. It's out of control. Brock Lesnar is not going to be there. You know what? He may just walk in the cage again and push them because he's Brock Lesnar and he may tease it some more. But Stipe DC2, it's going down in Anaheim, California. I've also heard rumors that Chris Cyborg will be fighting on that for an interim belt as well. So we may uh, we may get Chris Cyborg. But the bigger one is that Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington, Stephen, is going to be the co-main event Let's at go. UFC Anaheim. I, it's Oh, my God. If, right now, that, that is going to be an incredible card. Even if they throw uh, Chris Cyborg on there in a non-title, that card is going to be super stacked for the return to Southern California. We got to break down Brock and, and DC at a later date, maybe even at the Honda Center. We're going to be in the parking lot breaking it down. And, you know, Colby and Kamara Usman, Stephen, that's a fight we've been wanting to see. If it goes down finally in August, oh, I cannot wait for that trash talk. It's Donald Trump country. I'm sorry, Anaheim is Trump country. Orange County is Trump country. Is. So to put Colby Covington, moi, Mr. MAGA himself, in, in MAGA County, that is brilliant. You know he's not going to get hit by boomerangs, even though Fabrizio mm -hmm. lives th 30 miles down the road. I, I, great placement, UFC. Steven, anything else you got to add to this card, man? I'm just I, – I did not know that. I'm fucking excited. Like you said, the MAGA man himself, the shit talk for this fight will be legendary. And I honestly – I mean, you can get the opening, you know, very super, super, super early analysis, but I mean – we both of these guys dominate RDA. Obviously, Kamaru a little more so, or Kamaru a little more so. But um, I mean, Colby has looked incredible. His last few performances, most of them are a little are a little um, more in the past than Kamaru, obviously. But goddamn, this is gonna be a good fight. I mean, he dominated the champ T Wood from bell to bell for five rounds, and now he's bringing in the new goat in Colby Covington. So fuck, man, I I'm excited. I didn't even know that was gonna happen. I got all this news coming at me. I don't know how to process it, but I, I had a break. I had to break it to you, Stephen, and that means yeah. with that card, it'll probably be two forty-one because I believe Abu Dhabi just got announced, and that's going to be two forty-two, right? It did. It did. It got announced for September, I believe, September seventh, if I'm not. Yep, September seventh, and uh, I mean. When, when, you, when you think of that location, I mean, it's gonna Just send the location, Steven! Just send the location, man. It's going to be Khabib headlining the card. It's just a matter of who's going to fight him. I know, I know, Dustin just won the belt. I get it. But if we figured out one thing, it's that Dana White's words don't mean shit. They don't mean shit. We may end up getting Brock Lesnar in August, Stephen. We, we don't know yet, officially. That's right. He might be fighting in Abu Dhabi because his words... <laughs> mean squat we might we might get randy couture versus chuck liddell it, we don't know we really don't know what we do know is there's going to be a card in abu dhabi khabib lives in the location send him the location that's all i got to say about that if you want to find me please just send me location excellent stuff and yeah i gotta agree with you Stephen. the whole streaming service is throwing a lot of people out of uh just out of whack uh, i have a lot of family who wants to watch the canelo danny jacobs fight this saturday and all they hear about is the zone, the zone, the zone. They don't know if it's a pay-per-view channel. They don't know if it's something in their subscription. Everybody basically doesn't know how to watch the zone. So I wonder if ESPN Plus is going to suffer from that. So this is why everybody wants to wants to go to my, come to my place to watch the fight because they know I have the zone and they know that it works on my television. They don't want to take any risks, Stephen, and I don't blame them. 
They shouldn't, man. This is serious shit. <laughs> Canelo fighting is a national holiday for a lot of people. I'm not talking just about people of Mexican heritage. I mean, like, just boxing fans, sports fans. Like, this is as good as it gets. Guys like this, guys like Triple G, guys like who, who just won um, Crawford, you know, the, the other day. Although a bit of a disappointing end of that fight. But, I mean, it's a national holiday for some people. You can't, you can't chance this, man. You got to see this fight. So, uh, damn, your house about to be lit, I guess, man. Canelo's never lost on Cinco de Mayo. I did not attend this fight. And I will be attending a, a Canelo fight shorter than, shorter than later. I really feel that. Canelo Golovkin 3. Look out for that in September. That's really going to be an amazing fight. I think that's an amazing atmosphere. You know what's so crazy is that Canelo is just uh, in his absolute prime right now. His body will break him down before his somebody will, in my opinion. And I think that fight with Danny Jacobs is great. I did a full breakdown of that fight, Stephen. On the Fight Show podcast, the previous episode, a boxing-only podcast, so I broke that down very thoroughly. I have Canelo winning by a decision. I think it's he's just going to be uh, too much right now. I don't think Jacobs will keep up the movement, but I know nobody asked for that here on the MMA podcast. I just wanted to plug the oh, boxing so show, Stephen. You got Canelo winning as well? I do, but I'm curious. You, you have Jacobs going the distance. Yeah, a lot of people think he's going to knock him out. Uh, in the interview I did with pro boxer Anthony Garnica, he's one to know he's with Golden Boy. He, we talked about it in the interview portion of the last show, and he thinks Canelo's just going to knock him out. Under nine and a half rounds, he's going to walk right through him. Canelo's in his absolute prime. And this is a guy who, who you know, is in the gym all day. He knows what's going on. Danny Jacobs is a great story. The dude had cancer in his back, right, or a tumor. This guy, this guy was it's unbelievable, his story. And he came back. That's why they call him the Miracle Man. And his only losses, Perog, uh, that was it's so funny, his last fight in Vegas was his fight against Perog, where he got knocked out in the fifth round on an undercard. Uh, and you know what? He says that the referee didn't want to wake him, didn't, didn't want him to come up. The, the referee, and what's, uh, it, it kind of looks like that. And that same referee has a wife who's a judge. His, Robert Bird is the referee, and you may have heard of his wife, Adelaide Bird, who is always known for giving horrific scorecards. She didn't, didn't, let, didn't give him the 10 count, didn't let him come up, right? Jacobs' second loss was to Triple G in a very close fight. It was 7-5. Literally 7-5, a round away from being a draw. And there was a knockdown in the fight. So really, I think one judge had him winning the fight, but with the knockdown and everything, it didn't, he, didn't get, he didn't get the thing. I may be wrong there, but very close fight. Great fight in Madison Square Garden. So now we come was to Jacobs actually, and Canelo. In your eyes, did it look 7-5-ish, close to it? That was a real close fight. So that's an acceptable, acceptable scorecard result. That's not a robbery. That's nothing. No, that's not a robbery. That okay. was a real close fight, and the knockdown made a huge difference in that fight. All right. Yeah, man. I, I remember watching Jacobs on the undercard for Manny back in the day, going all right. the way back to 2012, um, maybe even before that. Um, I remember him in his prodigy days. I, this is by no means a gimme fight. I hear a lot of people saying stuff like that, like, oh, it's a No, it's not a gimme fight, but Canelo's a three-and-a-half-to-one favorite right now. Yeah, and he's an, he's in his absolute prime. And uh, Danny's 32. He, he, he's not going to get, you know, he's not going to get the, 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 the benefit in Vegas. Canelo always is going to get the benefit right now. It's his style, the way he fights. It's the crowd. There's so much that go. There's so much that more. He's the A side. He's the guy making three hundred fifty million dollars. You know, people don't want to talk about that, but you know. And Danny Jacobs is a great fighter. He is the IBF middleweight champion. This is a unification, Stephen and fight right. guy David, who's still here hanging out with us. Canelo has the WBC in the ring. The ring is a magazine. And they acknowledge that he's the number one overall at that weight class. Danny Jacobs has the IBF title, so it's a unification. Triple G doesn't have any titles, but they're going to fight in September. Boop, a guy by the name of Boo Boo, 
His name is Boo Boo, Steven. Boo Boo is going to defend his, his portion of the middleweight title, but that's a lot of boxing talk, Steven. I got Canelo. You got Canelo. Is it Canelo by decision, or do you think he's going to come in and knock him out? A lot of trainers I talk to, managers I talk to, and fighters I talk to are saying, this is going to be... This is gonna this is gonna end nasty, and and all the media people I talk to think it's gonna be decisions. So well, I don't know where we're gonna be on this one, Stephen. What do you think? I think his relentless attack to the body will be the difference in this fight. Um, we saw it in his last fight with Rocky. You know, Rocky was uh, not on the defensive, but definitely on the stick and move line. Yeah. You know, uh, trying to incorporate a lot of heavy movement, played safe, and Canelo just cut him down with that left hook to the body time after time after time. I mean, his first uh, two of the first three knockdowns were body shots, if I'm not mistaken. That's so, correct. You know, the height difference, very similar here. Jacob's obviously a little more skilled than Rocky, but um, I still, I still, I'm still thinking under nine rounds, Canelo will stop him. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to stick with that for now. I'm probably going to stay with that. Your winner. By majority decision and new Folks, let's wrap up the boxing talk right there and dive back into mixed martial arts. Steven, UFC Florida went down this past weekend. It was, a, it was a pretty fun card that saw a couple upsets. My favorite part of all this, yes, as he does the alligator jockery clap, my favorite part in all this is Mike Perry and Cowboy Oliveira's dancing. They, did, they had a dance-off before the fight even happened. Mike Perry got the close decision. But he uh, I don't know who won the dance-off because Cowboy Oliveira is an animal. <laughs> Johnny Walker, Diamond, M M Mike Perry, and Alex Oliveira, they gotta be they gotta be hanging out together because their gyrations, Stephen, before the fight are completely out of control. Uh, the co-main event, Stephen, do you have anything to say about Mike Perry in the fight? Mike Perry is someone you want to watch fight, man. Like this is like there's balls to the walls, not too much strategy, just throwing haymakers all day. Absolute animal. If you ever watch an interview or watch him at the weigh-ins, you know. Happy for him, man. Like he he had lost uh, two out of three. Uh, two out of three of his last fights. So another one, and uh, you're kind of virgin on the point of, uh, I don't know, that's not really being in that limelight no anymore, not really being able to earn any, any big fights. Oliveira's a big win, though. He's right back in it. He's had good performances. Um, one of his last losses, he lost to Cowboy a couple fights ago. Can't really blame him on that. It's fucking Cowboy Cerrone. Um, you know, a great fight for Mike Perry. Just don't give him someone too high. Just keep giving us good fights. Keep giving us brawlers. You know, Mike Mike Perry's a guy that could sell tickets on the undercard. So I mean, be smart with him. Let's not let's not throw him a fucking top five guy or something like that. Let, let's, Mike Perry's a fucking horse. Let's ride him, okay? Let's do it to it. Mike Perry versus Darren Till. That's a fight Mike Perry's calling for. I want to see that happen, man. That'll be an amazing fight. Co-main event. Uh, this is I don't know. I can't believe this is the co-main event. Still, this is the second time that Greg Hardy. Yeah, the Greg Hardy, the, the, the defensive end. He used to play for the Cowboys and the Panthers. That Greg Hardy. Co-main event for the second straight event. And if you didn't see it the first time, January, Brooklyn, TJ Cejudo, TJ Cejudo, TJ Dillashaw, Henry Cejudo co-main event. That was on ESPN Plus as well. Greg Hardy got a DQ. Need the dude right in the face when he was down. So now they give Greg Hardy another shot. And you know what's so funny, Coach Steven, at Coach Zezzy, Steven Zezima. They don't even talk about that last fight. 
look at his highlight reel. They, they pretend it did not exist, that that fight never occurred. Don't ask about it. Don't talk about it. And now Coach Steven, he, he, he beat the shit out of Dimitri Smolikov. Uh, even Dana White was like, who the hell did he beat and with those nine fights? You know what I mean? I'm like, it's kind of like how you went, you know, I'm sure you, you went to that Fantasy Springs card and you probably saw a fight. You're like, how does that guy have like four wins? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, no, there are people like that. And Dimitri, shout out to his uh, Eastern European competition. It was no match for all pro defensive end. Fight Guy David, it, it was, was Greg Hardy an all pro defensive end? Um, I'm thinking Greg, is that the one? He had a lot of disciplinary... Yes, he, uh, we yeah. yeah, I don't want to, you know, um, well, yeah, he beat the shit out of his pregnant wife, a girlfriend, and, you know, put her head in a toilet and all this other stuff. Okay. I was thinking either him or, um, someone else. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I seen that too. Um, yeah, Cowboys, he was a cowboy, right? Yeah, he was a cowboy for a season. Yeah, yeah, Cowboys usually attract those type of players, same as Raiders too. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't a Raider, but, um, well, I guess he's got he found the right sport this time, I guess. So yeah, thank you that thank you for that fight guy David. Greg Hardy picked up the victory, you know, knockout. 2 minutes 15 seconds left in round number 1. Steven, he's called out Stepe Miocic. He's called out Derek Lewis. Are we really going to see Greg Hardy versus the Black Beast? Right now? No. But here's the thing. The, 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 what we're seeing right now is the UFC is willing to push big names for the sake of making money. Yeah. Look what they just did with Brock, Brock Who Lester. are the top 10 heavyweights? I mean, really, Greg Hardy could be a top 10 heavyweight. You really think it about it by could. the end of this year. Because after five, ah, it gets a little downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as long as he keeps winning, he will eventually get a guy like that. Sure, he just fought the 79th ranked guy in the division. But he's going to start getting some top 20 guys here now. And if he keeps winning, if he wins... Honestly, if he was to win two more fights, I could totally see him fighting Derek Lewis. I could totally see that. They're going to do it. They're, they're pushing big names. That's what they do. So if he goes in there and he starches someone and then they give him someone like, I don't know, well, are Curtis Blades and Derek Lewis, are they very far apart from me or are they uh, on the same echelon, you would say? Who, I'm sorry? Curtis Blades and a Derek Lewis, for instance. I think Lewis is better than Blades, but I, I would is think the Blades and Greg Hardy fight would be a good one. Yeah, yeah, maybe that for a second fight. Get, give him another scrub. Give him a guy like Curtis yeah. Blades and then throw him a fucking Derek Lewis or something. I don't like know that. if he beats yeah. Curtis Blades, though, Steven. You don't think so? Greg Hardy? In Yeah, maybe in three. Yeah, you know what? That cardio, no way. I, I give Curtis Blades a little more respect than that. He needs to fight. Greg Hardy should fight the guy Curtis Blades beat. Okay. There That's the guy he should, he should, like should that. fight. That'd be a good fight. That would be. But they're going to push this. They're going to push this. They're going to push this name until he loses. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see how far that goes. Sports guy, David, we all know now that WME owns the UFC and they're an entertainment company. So it's all about the talkie talkie. It's all about the building up. It's all about the entertainment factor. Uh, in boxing, they're starting to realize this as well. That's why they're, you're getting more like public getting into each other's faces more trash talking. They realize you got to sell it, even if, especially if you're on a streaming platform like the UFC. It's because all that effort to get on ESPN Plus, you got to you know you got to earn that stuff. So there you go, right then and there. Greg Hardy moving on to uh, probably a top fifteen guy right now. I would say safely a top fifteen guy, top ten guy. Main event. Wow, what an upset, Stephen Jacare Souza. I believe we probably both had Jacare winning this fight. He was a favorite in this fight against Jack Hermanson. The problem with Jack Romanson is nobody's seen him fight, so you don't know what to expect. 
We underrated Jack Hermanson basically because we haven't seen enough of him. And he came out here and he outgrappled the Brazilian alligator. Steven, what do you think of this fight? You know, I'm with you, man. I had to look up some highlights. I had to look at his record. I had to be like, wait a minute. Where have we seen this guy before? And of all the ways for him to win the fight, based off the finishes you see on his record, you would not think that he'd like be able that. to out-grapple the alligator. You know, I, I love to put this card in Florida, by the way, you know, for Jacare Souza. But shit, I have no idea where you go from here. Um, this fight went down, as you said, not at all how we expected it to happen. No. Um, I, really, I, really wish, um, I really wish it had been five rounds. That would have been nice. But, uh, I mean, in the end, I, I don't really know exactly where you go from here. I think they definitely were anticipating a different result, you know. But in, in the end, this actually might even work out better for the UFC. Because, you know, you have, the, you have the interim guy, Adesanya, needs to fight Whitaker at this point in time. I mean, this interim belt that they had with Gaslam and Adesanya, to go off on the side for a minute here, kind of made more sense than almost any other interim title setup they've had. Ever, it, it, or at least in recent history. It, it right. definitely made more sense than, than most of them. I think that fight definitely needs to happen. So for them to have this little setback over here probably honestly kind of helps them out so it's not as jumbled as, say, 155. But I'm, I'm kind of getting off the tracks here. What did you think about the fight, man? I thought Hermanson dominated Jacare. It was a, a grappling showcase. Jacare couldn't get off. He looked a little, you know, was he a little flat? Maybe. But, or, you know, maybe he got old overnight. Jacare's taken a lot of damage in his career. Hermanson... He just looked fresher. He looked like he had more in the tank. He had more variety, and uh, I'm just I'm surprised. Maybe they do Hermanson and Gastelum. Now that should be a fight, possibly that should be made because you can make a case that if Whitaker beats Adesanya, the winner of Kelvin Gastelum and Jack Hermanson would easily get the next spot right there. Jocker was promised a title shot, so what does Jack Hermanson get? You can also do Jack Hermanson and No Forget Jesus. You can always get my guy Yoel Romero. <laughs> no Forget Jesus. No Forget Jesus. Shout out to my guy, the Cuban Missile, Yoel Romero. He's a beast, 42 years old. I, I don't know what the what the what the hell they're feeding them in Cuba right there, but uh, those genetics are out of control. Shout out to the Afro-Cuban genes. Yoel Romero. You 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 got Chris Weidman in there. Maybe they do Weidman Jacare too. And I, but I believe Jacare finished Weidman if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I believe that actually happened. Uh, but I know Jacare won that fight. And, uh, wow, just a crazy night of fights there. The original main event of Yoel Romero versus Jacare would have been great, but uh, it, was a, it was a suitable replacement, even though uh, nobody knew Hermanson. A lot of sad Brazilians, though, because, you know, that crowd was like 80% Brazilian, Latin American. You know, they're all rooting for those guys. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, Jack Hermanson walked away with the victory, and so did Mike Perry. Mike Perry did all the spoils for Cowboy Oliveira's, like, hometown kind of thing. A lot of Brazilians. In the crowd. You know there was another event this weekend, Steven? I hope people knew. I hope people knew because it's a big-ass card and people need to be aware about it. Tell them. I don't know if it's a big-ass card, but Bellator went on oh, this I'm past sorry. weekend as well. I'm sorry. I thought you meant, I thought you meant this, this upcoming card this, this weekend. Never mind. Oh, no, no. We got to talk about it. There was a, the, the, the Zone and Bellator and Paramount Network, they had a show. And uh, wow, they have a, they're keeping up the uh, consistency of having those zone main events for Bellator be horrific, okay? You had Paul Daly and MVP. That was a fight that oh, was not fun to watch. Nothing happened in that fight. And now you had this fight between Rory McDonald, the uh, welterweight champion of Bellator, versus uh, John Fitch. Ended up being a draw. Now, 
Here's what I don't get, okay? The fight was a lot of laying down, right? John Fitch laid on him for three rounds, and uh, Roy McDonald did the damn thing for two, and uh, it is what it is. I, I'm okay with the draw because it literally was like the most draw fight you can ever see. Here's the problem I have, though, Steven. It was a draw on two of the judges' scorecards. The third scorecard had it in favor of Fitch. The, the man who didn't get a single scorecard for him the man that nobody judged the fight for him, he gets to advance in this welterweight tournament because basically I think he's the champion, right? So the champion retains. I think it's a little unfair that a guy you didn't even you didn't get a car. The guy who beat you on one card should be able to bet. There's gonna be some sort of stipulation for that. There also should be five judges for MMA, in my opinion. But they need something's gonna happen for John Fitch. I couldn't believe he lost. He may be retiring, in my opinion, because he's been talking about retirement. And, we could talk about Roy's post-fight speed a- after as well, but I want to get your breakdown of this uh, of, of the situation here. Uh, so let me let me just be clear: there were three judges, two scored it a draw, and one scored it um, three rounds to two in favor of Fitch. Is that correct? that is that is correct? Yeah, the one judge that had it for Victor, the one judge had it for John Fitch. Well, here's the thing: um, when you score it as if uh, if, the, if the three judges score it, let's say one for Golovkin, one for Canelo, and one as a draw, it's a draw. So, if, uh, if one more card goes towards either side, I mean, you know who the winner is. There's only one guy that the judge scored as a winner. And to call it a majority draw is one thing. But then to add in this new thing that they have in there, well, I understand he's a champion. But at the same time, he, like you just said, he didn't win any of the cards. He didn't win any of the cards, and it was a boring fight. There's no one, including Rory McDonald, that feels good about him advancing to the next round right now. Um, I, I don't know, man. Maybe Gegard Mousasi pounded out some of the confidence from him in that absolute ass whipping back in uh, January or, or whatever it was. But this 100% needs to be a rule change. And I agree with you. Everyone, every, all of the experts at MMA should agree with you. We need more judges. I would love to see 10. That's unrealistic. I'd sell for five. I'd love to see five. That would be great. You know, um, something needs to happen because time after time, we keep seeing bogus decisions, bogus um refereeing going all the way back to well, a while i'm not going to go too into that right now that's a rabbit hole i will hop harp on later but uh yeah absolutely bogus decision needs to be a bit of a rule change on that one i assume you feel the same yeah they got to figure out something but it is what it is and rory mcdonald i don't know if you heard his post fight but he he was talking about how, like i don't know if i want to fight anymore i don't have the, the desire to hurt people anymore and when somebody's talking like that they probably should not be fighting as much anymore maybe they should consider you obviously can tell he's he may be d- closer to being done, Stephen. You know, and uh, he, he won the fight. He advances, so he's got to fight June 14th, Madison Square Garden. He's got to, uh, I believe, face in the final, you know, defend his title again. For all the hobby said, he, he still has it, blah, 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 blah. When a fighter talks like that, and he even said in the post fight, he's like, yeah, I got to find that warrior. I got to find that killer. What is the, what is, what do you think about that, bro? Like, that's pretty wild. You know, Rory McDonald's always been a very calm individual in press conferences and the buildup and everything. Even moments before the fight, you see no emotion from this man. But he comes out, and he's the fucking Red Raider. When I think Rory McDonald, I think of that five-round absolute gauntlet war he had with Robbie, with Robbie Lawler. No one will ever forget that fight. Robbie's lip split two inches to both sides. You know, Rory fucking broken-ass nose in the second round still goes out and fights for another 15 minutes nearly. You know, that's what I think of when I think of Rory McDonald. He's never shown any indication outside of the octagon that he is that guy. So for him to be verbalizing it like this now is is really interesting. I mean, this man has been involved in wars 
absolute knockdown throwdown wars, and he got the shit beat out of him by Gegard and Musasi. I mean, no fault to Rory McDonald. Gegard is just a far, far larger individual. And, um, I mean, everyone probably saw that one coming. But, I mean, yeah, dude, if, if someone, in the words of Dana White, if you got the R word, uh, if, you're, if you start uttering the R word, it probably means you should retire. Um, obviously, he, he's going to fight. Like, he's not, he's, I, I, I don't know about you, he's, he's not going to retire before this Madison um, Square Garden card, but this could very well be the last fight if he's coming out in public. If he's coming out in public and saying this now, imagine how long he's been saying it possibly behind closed doors. So, um, this very well could be the final Rory McDonald fight. Yeah, and what's pretty crazy is, Stephen, is that Benson Henderson, remember Benson Henderson? He fought on the card and nobody, nobody knew. But you know what? If all these guys are getting paid and all these guys can get sponsors, I'm here for it. I'm good. The more competition, the better. Glad that one FC or one championship is, you know, swooping up dudes as well. Sage Northcutt's going to be fighting pretty soon on that, uh, on that show as well. So, uh, good stuff from Bellator. We got to fast forward to this weekend right now, Stephen. UFC Ottawa is going down in Ottawa, Canada. The Great White North is hosting another ESPN card. So I'm going to have to need TV screen, three of them. I'm going to need three TV screens. Canelo, Jacobs, uh, top rank boxing, and then the, this UFC show. It's going down because uh, it's a pretty pretty nice card, man. The, it opens up with Sergey Spivak. Against Walt Harris, undefeated guy versus a veteran. So that's, you know, a good curtain jerker fight for that card. I'll take Spivak. And then uh, what we got, uh, what do you, man, talk about it. Talk, I, don't, I don't know if I want to start with Iaquinta. I don't know if I want to talk about Cub Swanson. Steven, I want to hear your take real quick. I don't know where we I got, want to start. We got two good names on the card right now. But first of all, I want to bring up Brad Katana. Okay, this is kind of my boy right here. 9-0, taking on, I can't even pronounce his name. It doesn't matter who his name is. Okay. Mirab Devashvili. Thank you. Wow. Pretty good pronunciation. That, that, that actually looks pretty accurate. Mirab yeah. Devash. Yeah, he's got to be like Hugo or, or Eastern Europe. He's from uh, Macedonia. Oh, no. He's from the Republic of Georgia. Shout out Zaza oh, Pachulia. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Shout the out ankle breaker. Zaza, Zaza Pachip shot over there. But, um, yeah, Brackatana, someone to really look out for on that undercard. Uh, Cub Swanson. If it, for yes. people remember, Cub Squanson's still alive. He still does things. You know, he still he still walks around. Solid fighter, trains with TJ Dillashaw. Yeah, former two-time title challenger, no big deal, or at least one time. Yeah. Him former and Aldo, yeah, him and Aldo in WEC. There we go. So, I mean, the, the two big names that undercard, and then Mr. My Balls Are Hot himself, Derek Lewis. I'm sorry, <laughs> No, no, that is the completely different. That is the the wrong black guy there. Oh Coach. my bad, guys. My bad. Hey, Derek Brunson though. Derek Brunson kind of had a tough fight, right? Yeah. To try to against uh, against Adesanya, um, a lot of people. He was winning that fight. He was winning that fight through two and a half rounds. I believe this is his first time back in the octagon since then. Former top five middleweight contender. Definitely someone to keep an eye on. But the people want to hear about one fight. They want to hear about one fight on this card and. I'll let you kick it off. I know this is one of your boys right here. Well, I want to talk about Elias Trudeau real quick. My man is – him and Jorge Masvidal are going to have to have a, have a contest for who has the best hair because Elias's hair is uh, – it is pretty impressive, ladies and gentlemen. But, folks, the main card is a betting pick right now, minus 125, minus 170. It's going down. Ally came to slight favorite in this pick fight against Donald Cowboy Cerrone. This promises to be an absolute – fucking war ladies and gentlemen i don't know how else to say it steven 
I'm really excited because this is going to be a hurricane of a fight, ladies and gentlemen. In the end, I'm taking Donald Cowboy Cerrone in this fight. Why? He's a veteran. He looks so good against Alex Hernandez, not to be confused with me, Alex Fernandez. He looked really good in that fight. Okay, and a lot of people picked him to lose. He looked great. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with him right now. This fight's at 155, if I'm not mistaken. It is. Lightweight, it is. lightweight Donald's Cowboy Cerrone in shape. He wants the title. He's hungry. He wants the title now for some reason. He didn't want it back when he was 25. He wants it now, damn it. And I think he's going to come in. He's going to beat Ally Quinta, who quite honestly has given Khabib his toughest fight in the past couple years. He's a tough style to match up with. But I, I like Cowboy Cerrone in this one. What do you think, Coach Steven? If I'm not mistaken, this is his uh, debut back at 55 again, right? After spending so much time at 70, or was that her, or was that Hernandez fight also at 55? I think that that Hernandez fight was also at uh, 155. Quick correction: is I Iaquinta is a slight favorite in the betting. Uh, Cerrone is in a, a, a little bit of an hour dog right now, and then uh, Derek Brunson and Elias is the pick'em. Literally a pick'em. Nobody knows who to pick in that fight. Yeah, Iaquinta looked phenomenal in his last fight against Kevin Lee. Um, I even I picked against him in the last fight too. But uh, just two stand-down, knock-down, brawl, center of the ring, I'm going to hit you, you would hit me type of guys. Iaquinta is a fucking madman. Uh, I cannot wait to see his fight. What I, what I think is interesting is over the last two fights, Cowboy Cerrone in the press conferences and the post-fight interviews and the build-up scrums, whatever, has shown just this new drive after the birth of his son. It's just this new drive, you know, and uh, – I feel like he's been a different fighter since Till. And I don't even really give him too much I don't even really give him too much crap for the Till fight because Till is legally a fucking light heavyweight anyway. I mean there wasn't a big height difference. Cerrone's still six feet tall from what I understand. Till's about six three, but he's a fucking gorilla. I mean, that's yeah. his name, the gorilla, the gorilla Till. But he walks around at two oh five. They're nowhere near the same size. I don't really give him too much flack for that fight. But over the last two, we have seen dominant performances from Cowboy Cerrone and uh Dude, I kind of expect more of this time. I'm not saying knockout. I don't think he's going to put Iaquinta away, but I'm with you for Cerrone by decision, if that is what you just said. I am taking a Cerrone. I think it will be a – it's five rounds. Iaquinta's got – it's Iaquinta or Iaquinta? I believe it's Iaquinta. Iaquinta's got great cardio. He's a beast. He uh he's got amazing sparring partners as well. He's from the he, he trains in New York with Matt Sarah, if I'm not mistaken. And uh yeah, I just I think this is Donald's time right now. I think this is the the last great run you're gonna get out of Cerrone right here, and we'll see where he ends up. Maybe he does end up fighting Connor in a main event on ESPN Plus. And you know what? If he's gonna make the same amount of money for a pay-per-view as an ESPN Plus, they might as well do a UFC plus in Dublin, Ireland, in that rugby stadium with Cowboy and Connor. I almost said Cal Connor Cerrone, Cowboy Cerrone, and Connor McGregor. Be a heck of a fight. I'm taking. Uh, I'm gonna take Elias. Why? His hair. And uh, I'll take Burgos, your boy Katona, who is a slight underdog, but you know why, why not? My guy Sergey's an underdog, but it is what it is. Coach, Coach Steven, I believe that covers everything this uh, this upcoming. Unless you know, there's gonna be some stuff in Russia and some stuff in Korea probably, but. Uh, I gotta go through my zone and see if I can find that stuff. But uh, anything else that I'm missing, or you want to add anything? Any breaking news while we've been on the show, my man? Uh, about breaking news, but I definitely want to touch on Corey Sanhagen from uh from this last this past weekend's card. Um, very dominant cruise like bantamweight. Oh, um, great fighter. Yeah, 
you know, maintained his undefeated record with a split decision victory last weekend. Wanted to put some notice on him, especially with all of the chaos at 135 right now. We still don't really know what's going to happen. Of course, we have Cejudo challenging our, our man, Marlon Moraes. But um, other than that, it's kind of wide open right now. Dominic Cruz is out with injury. Cody Garbrandt's coming off three losses, although two of them have just been vindicated, apparently. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's wide open right now. So a guy like him, a guy like Dominic Cruz, a younger, slightly more da- dangerous, but far less experienced Dominic Cruz, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see who they match him up with next. Also, are you on board for the potential rematch Cruz-Garbrandt down the road? <sighs> that's a way down that, the road, obviously. But I mean, this, that's it, a it that's a fight like, that that can be made at any time. Dominic Cruz just had, I, he's getting comfortable in the booth. I think he was injured, which is why he pulled out of his last fight. From what I remember, yep. and uh, Cruz Garbrandt is there. I think Cody needs uh, somebody who's not going to be as hard to fight. Maybe just a more up and down, uh, no uh, no smoke and mirrors kind of fighter, but a guy who can't really knock out Cody Garbrandt. So you got to find somebody like that. They're putting Sugar Sean O'Malley. They're putting him with my boy Cheeto. That's going to be a big fight in July. Going to have to try to get Cheeto. Uh, man, I got to go watch Cheeto. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who else for uh, Cruz and Carbrandt. That'll be a fight that'll be made, though, Steven. I hope so, man. I hope so. And that's a phenomenal fight with your boy and uh, Sugar Sean. I, uh, I, I personally love that fight. Big, big fight. Cheeto's won three in a row, and he's stepping up right now. Uh, Sean O'Malley, yeah, they're rewarding. This is a, this is gonna be a real clash right here. Uh, obviously, I'm picking Cheeto straight away. There's no nothing that's gonna sway me. I'll bet the, I'm gonna put some money on on my guy Marlon. But it, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. This last time he was supposed to fight in Vegas on the John Jones card, he got sick. They moved the fight, so we don't know. We don't know right. until that bell rings. You just don't know. Yeah, here at the Fantasy Sports Cave, we are all for Cheeto, my friend. What's the what's the date on that fight again? july 6th so it's the same july it's 6th. nba um summer league as well so fantasy sports game may be sending out a few people to las vegas during that week it'd be pretty nice sports guy david what's up man Hola, hola to all the listeners out there. I go to Combate Americas once and I know how to speak Spanish. Oh, Combate Americanos, Latinos. Um, yeah, that was a hell of an experience. Um, I really enjoyed it. I got to grade some great interviews coming up too. I definitely got to edit those and get that out. But I want to talk about just the environment in the whole place. At first, it was kind of dead with the prelims. But once um, Super Melly, this chick was super cool. I didn't know what she was saying to me because she spoke Spanish, but she seemed really cool. Dog of mine was a translator, so so um, so he was translating everything for me. Super humble. Everybody's just humble, you know, trying to get a start. And th- this is such a great thing that uh, Caitlin uh, De La Costa, I, I believe her name is. Del Castillo. Uh, yeah, Castillo. Invested in, like, just, just – it's just so humble – and um and everything, but Super Melly, this chick is bad. She is bad as hell. She won via um. Oh, how did she win? Let me see. We have all she the. She looked bad, man. Like she yeah, looked bad. She, yeah, she was she was on some next level shit. She won via um. Oh yeah, knockout knees and punches. They're just ha- she was just hammering Girl. down on her. Yeah, just um. I don't know really know the terms, but yeah, she was throwing knees and punches like crazy. 
I got an interview with her on the Instagram. And then I also want to talk about this guy, this guy, Jose Estrada. Talk about him. Nicknamed Froggy. And, uh, which was really interesting. I got a six-minute interview with him. I'm going to post on the YouTube channel uh, probably later this week. But he was telling me about his nickname, Froggy, about how he was a kicker in, in, in high school. And you know how kickers take their steps back before they kick the ball? I guess he hopped back and hopped when he kicked. So he got the nickname Bullfrog. And ever since then, he literally would write his name Froggy on every single paper in high school. This guy is really cool. Um, he also got a knockout. Um, where is that? Um, in the Yeah, rear naked choke. He got in a rear naked choke. It, he he had him in that. I know that choke because uh, my sister, she does jujitsu, and she practices that choke on me, and that shit hurts. So she could beat my ass. Shout out to my sister. But um, this choke, he had him like about three or four times, and he just had the, the um, his arm protecting him. But the last time, like he was tiring out. He had he had ground control, and then Froggy just just like got it and then, and then like instantly tapped out. He had a cut on his eyebrow. Cool guy, but um, all the other fights were pretty interesting. Another another highlight was um, the fastest knockout I ever witnessed. Uh, Thirteen seconds in the first round. Yasmin, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that. Gardi Gardigula overpowered Daniela Espinoza. 13 seconds knockout. I mean, I was, wow. just, I was just finishing the interview with Froggy, and right before I even sat down with my drink, they let me in with, I can't believe they let me in with the drink. Before I even sat down, she just got knocked out cold. It was pretty intense. Those punches you could hear. I was sitting next to the ring girls, so I was trying not to be distracted. It's the sound, but, right, David? Like, with the hear, hearing oh. it and seeing it in person is completely different than watching it on TV. By the way, folks, we have Steven in the building as well. Say hi. What, is, what up, Steven? What's up, guys? Sports guy David on the show now. Three is always better than two. I don't know what's more impressive, the fact that Froggy would hop back on kicks or that the fact that his teachers would let him sign his name that way. They both sound really impressive. Either way, <laughs> I want to see this guy, especially his body kicks. They sound horrific. My bad. Sorry to, sorry to cut you off, sports guy, though. Finish what you were saying real quick. Oh, no. I just want to say, because we were pretty close. There was... The ring, the camera crew, probably five feet, a fence, and then us. We got front row seats, which was really cool. But the sound, like, I, I thought I was a fan. I forgot I was pressed for a second because I was standing up. I was like this. I was like that. I, I thought I was a fan. Some guy came up to me. He thought I was a fan. He had to check my pass, make sure I was pressed. But it was intense, dude, just all these punches. A lot. Most of these fights were knockouts. Only one went to decision, which – you know, no one likes a decision, especially now. They're always tied. I mean, every fight I see, it's a tie now. Like, it's fucking insane. But all these knockouts are – it was pretty intense, and I really can't wait till I go to the next one. Combate Americanos. Did you see Oscar De La Hoya and, uh, like, Tito Ortiz signing the contract? Did you see all that, sports guy David? Oh, yeah. Oscar De, La, Oscar De La Hoya walked right in front of us. Yes. I didn't even know it was him. I missed him. I missed him. Well, I got a video of him because I see Mario Lopez. I mm. see Mario Lopez, and you remember that show he used to host, um, Pet Saved Stars? By the bell. No, 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 Pet Stars. Do you remember that one? Was it him? Um, you remember that show, though, on AFV, Pet Stars? Like, three contestants come with their pets and do tricks and shit. Wasn't he on uh, Extra? He was on a lot of shit. He's been everywhere. He that dude still looks like he's 19. Well, he was walking by, and then Gustavo's like, hey, that was Oscar De La Hoya. I was like, no, that was Mario Lopez. And I know, and I look back on the video. <laughs> And it was Oscar De La Hoya rocking, walking right in front of me. 
And I was like, oh, shit. And um, Tito Ortiz, I got a picture with Tito Ortiz. I'll post on my Instagram later. Um, that dude has a big head. I didn't realize. Dude, his head is ridiculous. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't know how he became a fighter because that's such a big target. Like, oh, my God. Like Good his chin. But um, so before we got out, Doggo Man was right there. I was like, oh, there's Tito Ortiz. And I didn't, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like that. I felt like a fan, but like, hey, Tito, can I get a picture? I was like, hey, sports guy, David. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. Shook his hand. Death grip. That thing is a death grip. Yeah, he uh, takes he takes no prisoner. It doesn't matter who you uh, are. He could be a nun. He's going to squeeze your hand. But he might be even more mad because his wife liked one of my pictures on Instagram. So hopefully he don't see that. But, but yeah, it was a pretty cool overall experience. When he was signing the contracts, I was like, what's going on? Um, everyone was giving him hugs and all this. The the commissioner, the, the co-founder of, of, of UFC. Campbell. That dude is a can that dude's a wildfire. Like he's he was on the he was on the red carpet flipping everyone off. He's like, I got a queen, I got a king, fuck all you. Da, da, da. He was that dude had a lot of spirit and heart to him. Which uh, wait, who is this? That, um what was his name? Alex? Come a uh, Campbell? Yeah, that older guy. Like, yeah, older oh, kid, but he was like okay. fucking he was a co-founder of the UFC. Yeah, he was going right. around. He was taking pictures. He's like, I got Kaylin, I got Tito. He was like, fuck yeah, here, here, here. And I was like, what the fuck? And like everyone's speaking Spanish. I got a headache within the first five minutes. But um, great experience. I met a lot of cool people there. Um, I didn't know half of these people have like thousands of followers on Instagram. I was at the bar just talking to some like chick. And I looked her up on Instagram. She has like 50,000 followers. I'm like, oh, hey. Um, but yeah. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya. He went to Combate Americas, and ten miles away, he had uh, two fighters fighting on the matchroom boxing card at the at the Inglewood Forum. So I thought it was interesting. He went there. I think he wanted to go back in MMA. You guys, he had the he had the Chuck Tito three. He followed Tito to Combate Americas, and now we're gonna get Alberto Del Rio versus Tito Ortiz. And Sports Guy David, did you happen to see Alberto Del Rio? Yeah, um, he was right. He was like five feet in front of me the whole time. He used to be in WWE, correct? Yeah, yeah WWE. He fought Mirko Krokop in Pride and got knocked out cold with a head kick. Yeah, um, that's where I got my my voice from. From him, I was trying to Im Im imitate like Capote <clears throat> Americanos Latinos Renan. Like that's where I got it from. Um, but yeah, he was all over the place. The whole production, you really seen how that works because the camera guys were on the move. You seen wires everywhere. They had to get the guys up there. They got to get Kaylin up there. It was. It was it was a it was crazy. If I was working on behind the camera, it was pretty it was pretty wild. But um, I seen him. He 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 had a pink tie. I really liked his suit actually. Nice tie. He was a great host. Kaylin, she she was putting in work. The ring girls, I think the real athletes of the sport, were doing a great job. Those signs, I was hold I was holding those signs, and they you can catch some wind no on joke. Yeah, they're very light, but you can catch some wind on them. And you could fall. Um, those ladies are real cool. I met them, Allie. Um, Haley and Amber, really cool girls. Followed me on Instagram. Kylie, Haley, and Amber. A a no, Ailey, uh, Ailey. Uh huh. Oh no. A oh shit. <laughs> Haley, Amber. I know those two. Okay. <laughs> Amber's the most important one. So we got hey. so We're all gonna go to Tito Ortiz versus Alberto Dorio when it happens. <laughs> in life. Oh It's man. gonna be in Anaheim, or it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be at a bigger venue. So I'm expecting yeah. Anaheim. Yeah, once that's so cool that Tito signed on because it just expands the whole league in general. Because 
he's a no name guy. Like I'm not an MMA guy, but I know who Tito Ortiz is. You know who Tito Ortiz is. Yeah, sure. and and uh, all these fighters are super humble, coming up from Mexico, Chile, um, Salvador. I know the next car. There's someone from Salvador. There's even a guy from Korea there. I mean, all these super humble guys are just trying to, you know, make their name, and a lot did. So um, it was really cool, and Tito Ortiz is just going to make it bigger. And I feel like this is the next big thing. Like, a lot of Latin, there's a lot of Latino fighters out there, so I really think this is really good for the community, real good for everything. The next one is in Stockton, though. It's like six hours away. Yeah. Stockton um, is a good little fight town because on Saturday, to compete with the Canelo Alvarez-Danny Jacobs card happening in uh, – In Vegas, I, right? Do you know who Canelo is, David? I know who Canelo is, yes. Okay, so he's fighting Saturday. Top rank – I'm sure Steven doesn't have an opinion on this, but Top Rank decided, you know what? We're going to run a show at the same time on ESPN. So they're running a show in Stockton the week before Combate Americas. So yeah. that's a great week to be in Stockton, ladies and gentlemen, because you get to fight Saturday, and then I think Combate is on, on Fridays. Yeah, so, it's on the boom, That's yeah. it. You stay in a week, you get two fights. It's a fight town, man. Stockton's a fight town. It is. You, the Diaz brothers, which is uh, we, may never, we may never see again. David, anything else on Combate Americas? Um, I just want to say that it was an overall great experience. Um, I met a lot of cool people. I can't wait for the next one. I'm looking at the schedule. May 31st, they're playing in Peru. Wow. June 7th, they're they're playing. Um, they're fighting. Sorry, sports guy David engaged. I gotta go to fighter fighter guy David right now. Um, Tucker, <laughs> Arizona. After that, fight guy going, David. They're going to Texas. They go. They're, they're international. I mean, they go all over the place, which I really like. And um. I wish I could make it to that Stockton one. That'll be really six hours. David, when you come on these shows to talk combate, we're gonna have to call you Fight Guy David. I'm gonna have to make you Fight Guy David. First piece of merch for Fight Show Podcast, Fantasy Sportscape Podcast Network. Folks, that is gonna do it for this episode of the Fight Show Podcast Number Eight. Make sure to watch here live on YouTube when we record it. Me and my co-host, my co-host and I. Let me fix my grammar on the spot, Coach Zezzy. As myself, I want to thank Sports Guy David for coming on the MMA episode. And uh, it was an incredible scene with Fight Guy David at Combate Americas. Cannot wait to watch those interviews. Once again, you can always listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen or experience your audio. And uh, that's going to do it from us at this show.